0: This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Recently, one of our listeners suggested an episode on how to organize your fly box or boxes. That's a great topic because there's nothing more frustrating than wasting time rooting through your vest or satchel to find the right fly, only to discover it's missing. So thanks, Quinn. This podcast is for you. I think it's going to be fun because Dave and I are so different when it comes to organizing stuff. Uh, I'm an oldest child. Uh, Probably enough said. Yep. Enough said. (laughs) Oh man, I'm the consummate list maker and organizer, and Dave, well, let me tell you a story. When we were in college, I'd go into his dorm room and I'd find cash crumpled on the floor under his desk. Do you remember that? Well, I think at the time I was,
1: I had a printing press that was printing money. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, right. No, I was not doing that. I don't want the feds to come after me. Well, I right. do remember that. Okay, so let me just defend myself. Defend yourself. Okay, okay. so organization to me is not the end it is a means to the end and so i have people now that work for me that <laughs> that do yeah. all my organizing for me so uh that's why my office is yeah. not so disheveled I and know. uh but no i i am organized yeah. if it meets some sort of end otherwise you know organization for the organization's sake is uh not interesting well to that's
0: me. good i'm glad to know that because uh, i'm actually looking at your office as we sit here and it's well decorated and not cluttered. So you you've got people who are bringing organization into your life. That's my wife right. on the or on the design. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So let's talk about organizing your fly box. And the goal is simple. Like you said, organization is simply a means. It's not the end. And the end or the goal is simple. You want to be able to locate your flies easily and quickly when you're out on the river. No searching through your vest or satchel for the lost flies. So Dave, where would you begin? The first thing is to ask yourself how many days a
1: year do you fly fish? I just saw the other day some statistic that there are about 4.5 million fly fishers in North America. Um, The community is growing basically at the net gain, at the net rate of the US population. So it's not growing dramatically, but there's a lot of fly fishers who fly fish once a year or maybe less than five days a year. So That's interesting. If, you, what the you know what the percentages for that? They, they, they weren't able to kind of drill yeah, down into, okay. into the data to get that granular. But what's interesting, if you're fly fishing one day a year or two days a year, then when it comes to organizing your fly box, you're like a single cell organism. You're like an yeah. amoeba, right? There's simplicity. And I was thinking just recently of my nephew who came over and we were talking about flies. And so we I helped him um, develop and purchase some flies he just to get started, even though he's fly fish with me before and he's fly fish. But I mean he may have less than 50 flies. So if you have say less than 100 flies, my guess is is that you don't have a lot of complexity. Right. And so that's not bad. Huh. Not at all. Yeah. That's not bad. That that's not that's not a dig at all. And then on the way other side of the spectrum of course are the guides. And mm-hmm. you know the guides Of which, you know, this podcast is not for guides. (laughs) They're so much more sophisticated than we are. Right. But they have complexity. And so they have to get beyond complexity Mm -hmm. in terms of how they organize their flies for each of their trips, which rivers they're fishing, if you're fishing in Montana, you know, are you fishing the gardener, the gallatin, Mm -hmm. fishing stoneflies, or fishing? I mean, it's just it's complex. So we're neither of those, I think. I think we fly fish
0: somewhere between 10 and 20 days a year, sometimes okay. on a good year, maybe 25. That's a lot of days okay. for me. So you're going to ask them, how many days am I fishing? And then uh, what else would you ask? Another question is, are you fishing the same streams year in and year
1: out? Or maybe are you fishing the same stream about 90% of the time? If so, you probably don't need to think too deeply about how you organize your fly box. And what do you mean by that? Well, for example, let's say that you and I fished one or two days a year and we fished the driftless only. Right. So if we were fishing the driftless only, let's say just two or three days a year, I would probably have some caddis, mayflies, mm-hmm. both dry emergers and nymphs, maybe some mm-hmm. crane flies because right. that's one yep. of the flies out mm-hmm. there. Yep. And I would probably also maybe have an egg pattern, but really, you the season closes at the end of September, and so for right. much of the driftless, yeah. you can't even fish browns, right? Exactly. So you have no right. even a need for mm-hmm. an egg pattern out, pattern out there. So I'd have the dry fly version, I'd have the nymph version, and some mm-hmm. emerger vision. Right. Uh, Emerger version, excuse me. And then I'd have a few uh, streamers. I think you get most of that in one fly box. Yeah,
0: you're not going to have the great big uh, Dalai Lama streamer like you might use out west somewhere. Right, in some of
1: those big rivers, right? And you're not, perhaps you're not fishing steelhead. You're mostly fishing fish between, let's say, 12 and 16 inches, or 8 and 16 inches, or 8 and 14 inches. Mm -hmm.
0: So again, you won't have complexity uh, in terms of how you're organizing the flies. All right. Now, before we talk about specific tactics, what kind of approaches might you use in organizing your flies, whether you have one box or whether you have a few boxes? So first, you could organize your flies by type,
1: obviously. You could do it, your dries, your nymphs, your emergers, your streamers. Um, I would probably do it by just all my dry flies, mm-hmm. in, okay. especially. That would be one way to do yeah. it. Um, you could do it by river or area if you tend to use different flies on the Missouri and Montana than, say, you do on the Wyoming Bighorn. You could do that. Okay. So I don't carry all my yeah. flies with me, obviously,
0: when okay. I'm fly fishing. All right. So let's talk specifics then. How do you organize your flies personally? How, you know, tell me about number of boxes, the kind of arrangement, I mean, how, how do you do it? It's actually one big salad, and
1: I just put everything in a bowl, and I shake it up, and then reach in when I'm... That does desperate. not surprise me. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why you take so long. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So let's just start with... I have a, a fly box just for my terrestrials, right? My hoppers, okay. um, the big those big kind of attractors that we use, um, and that would include beetles and, you know, the different types of terrestrials that you might have. So I have a box for that. And on one side, actually, is a, is all the ones I use for the driftless area because the grasshoppers tend to be a little smaller, different yeah. color. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing more frustrating than seeing, you know, fish hit on hoppers and have the wrong color yeah. and they're just not hitting your color. So I have a, just an entire box of hoppers. Now, I, I don't have all my hoppers in that box, but I do have my terrestri- all my terrestrials in one okay. box. So that's one thing. So I also have a fly box for the driftless area.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, huh. I do. So I. Um, yeah, this is interesting because honestly, you know, we never, I never pay attention to how you do it. Or I mean, we're so intent on catching yeah, fish. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Well, partly that grew out of my frustration
1: um, because I was, I, you know, where it grew out of my frustration was a couple years ago. You and I were fishing and the caddis were rising, and I realized I didn't have the right color oh, caddis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went back to the fly shop, and they said, oh yeah, you know, it's actually a black caddis as opposed to that oh yeah. you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I didn't have the right color merger. It was f- so frustrating. Yeah. So I actually do have a fly box of dries just for the, uh, drives and nymphs okay. just for the driftless area.
0: Interesting. So you're using, uh, your your organization is by, Types of flies, but it's also by river. Right, it's both. Right, exactly. So the
1: same is true in Montana. For example, um, I have a box, well, I do, in Montana, I kind of conflate. I do have a box just of streamers Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. Montana. So obviously includes the Wally Buggers. But, you know, we were also fishing that perch-looking streamer yeah. for mm-hmm. Missouri. We got yeah. that, that big, fat rainbow on. So I have a box just for when I'm going out to Montana, those streamers I'm going to use for Montana. right? Um, and then I also have the dries, and, of course, you have the PMDs. You mm-hmm. have the, you know the different things that you're going to need out yeah. in Montana.
0: So how about you? Well, I have three main boxes, and I, I organize mine by types of fly. Um, ironically, even though I consider myself so highly organized, I, I don't do as much organization as you do by river type, but I have three boxes. So one would be dry flies, one would be nymphs, uh, the other would be streamers. I do have a fourth smaller box for my hopper pattern since I only use those uh, during a smaller window of the year, like you mentioned. I mean, it's, uh, you know, end of, you know, beginning of, of August and, and, uh, you know maybe on into september a little bit but there's kind of a six-week window or so for hoppers and so i i organize them according to the style of fly and pattern now occasionally if i'm just going to a oh a particular uh, river for a day or a stream for a day and it's it's a little bit uh, i I just know i'm not going to use that many patterns so we've been fishing before on the boulder river in uh, montana that's a drainage that's uh north of yellowstone park it's south of big timber montana and i, I tend to have a few go-to flies so sometimes you know, if i'm trying to travel lighter i will uh, kind of put a an assortment of everything in one box but for the most part those three boxes are always in my fly vest and then yeah if, if i'm in hopper season i'll throw the hoppers in too you know every so
1: often i will use it's once a year i'll actually go through every
0: box sort through every fly and I'll, I'll i've come. rubbed off on you dave you're you're getting a lot more organized this is why you're able to find your stuff i i wondered why so now you're I you're my mentor you're oh, yeah. my mentor but i always
1: end up with probably 20 flies i'm thinking i have no idea what this fly is imitating really I can't even i'm like what is yeah. this fly mm-hmm. where did i get it and so i always put all those this in a box through the years i've collected so many flies i'm looking at it Mm -hmm. and i can't even describe what the fly yeah
0: oh i know so (laughs) anyways it really is it's crazy isn't it so what
1: um style or price of boxes do you use
0: oh let's see i first i like something that's waterproof and then as far as price this will surprise you but uh, i Top speak. of the line branded Sims fly box. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's not that bad. Hmm, I, Along with my Sims I, chapstick. I do not appreciate the and sarcasm. And my Sims toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never. Well, okay, I did. Yeah, I bought Sims chapstick once because that was the only thing that we were in a yeah, store. Blah, That's the only blah, thing they blah, sold. Blah, blah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I will spend maybe 20 to 40 bucks for a good box. That's still not the highest end, Dave. I want you to know that but in defense of, uh, of, of getting good stuff it those boxes will last me 15 years or so in fact they have except remember last year when yeah. I fell and I, <laughs> I broke one uh, yeah I hit a rock or something on the way on the way down I there. will
1: say this that I was so glad it was your fly box because that was a nasty yeah. fall yeah and
0: see that's why you pay for an expensive yeah. fly box because there you go they, Sims they, protects they, you know, your life you know, now. for more protection oh man. <laughs> Uh, I will say this. I do like the one-compartment boxes rather than the double-sided boxes. They, they just tend to be thinner. And and also, I like something with uh, foam so that each fly is locked into place. I'm, I'm not big on the fly boxes that have different compartments because, in fact, I've seen those. I don't know if you've seen the boxes that have maybe you have like eight compartments and they have a little spring clip. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pop open. Well, the... It's like the vacuum that they pop open and about three flies pop out. And you know what? If you're out in the river, standing in the river, it's easy to lose flies. Can I just counter that? Oh, yeah, I actually like those, but only for
1: nymphs. I don't like those yeah, springs okay. for flies. Yeah. It's you're right. They actually do pop yeah. out. The nymphs tend to s- stick in the bottom, yeah, especially if they're bead head. Yeah. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, The problem though is is that they do clump together in yeah. those boxes, mm-hmm. so you have to so that's the piece I don't like about yeah. it. But I do like the compartments cuz it does keep them Okay, I know. I'm yeah. here's my zebra midges. Here's my copper mm-hmm. johns. But I do only use those for nymphs. I yeah. don't those those other uh, I don't use them for dry flies and yeah. I don't really even use them for a merger yeah so I don't know why it's quirky. Yeah.
0: I, I'd say one more thing too I I could care less about whether or not the box lid is clear Now I know some guys uh, uh, really like that because they want to be able to see but you know in my system I I tend to keep my dry flies in my left lower pocket my nymphs on my right lower pocket and that's that's not uh, you know there's nothing uh, <laughs> magical about that I think it just happened that that's that's what i've done over the years i could easily switch those but the key is i i know where my nymphs are i know where my dry flies are so i don't worry about that you know i would say this though maybe back on that previous topic about making sure that our flies are secure i mean think about this dave if you have a hundred flies in your box and i bet i do in my nymph fly box think about that if it at at cost, and and I realize some of the ones that are in my box, yours, you know, we've I've tied or, or maybe I've got them at a discount, but hey, two dollars $2 for a, a fly, a hundred flies, that's two hundred bucks. Yeah. So in each one of those boxes, I mean, I shouldn't tell you this, I mean, you might mug me next time, and I might six hundred. I'm I'm loaded with six to eight hundred dollars worth of flies when I'm out fly fishing, but. Uh, that's you know that's important. So you know, tell me, and you mentioned that you like the compartments, but the kind of fly boxes that that you use, what would those be like?
1: I actually agree with you on the. I'd like to pay a little more for a fly box. What after giving me all that? I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I tell you, Steve, I'm just you're just continue to mentor I know, me, man. Um, and I you're just my model. So pretty I, soon yeah, I'll be right. getting a Winston rod. <laughs> 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 but. I do think that I, uh, so I like the fly boxes that are a little bit bigger. Uh, again, I don't doesn't matter to me whether or not they're clear. I don't like the thin ones that are foam. You can get the cheap ones, yeah. and I always think you know I should have some of those mm-hmm. because of maybe a day hike or something. Yeah. But it, I'm, I never. I can always add a fly box. Yeah. It's not that much no, weight or really bulk isn't. into my pack or anything. So mm-hmm. I always want to take more flies than less. So I, yeah. you know, I'm not a minimalist, but I do really like the bigger boxes. I yeah. like the I mm-hmm. like paying for them. I like how solid they are. Mm-hmm. In contrast, to distinction to you, you have the fly vest. I have the satchel, which I have mentioned many times. That mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, I have the satchel that hangs down to my right side. And I cast with my right hand. It doesn't bother me. But um, so while my flies are organized in my fly box, in the satchel, it is a tossed salad.
0: That makes sense. I knew that somewhere that randomness <laughs> had to come out.
1: <laughs> but I like it because I just pull that up. Oh, yeah, And you I just do. reach in. Yeah. I almost know the boxes by feel. Mm-hmm. So... Um, what I don't like about the vest is the zipping, yeah. pulling out. It, it feels like it's more clunky to me. However, sure. I do wear a vest. Like, for example, last year when I went up uh, into the Collegiate Peak Wilderness and fished Harrison Flats Lake, I, I took my vest with it. I said, I'm not taking a satchel all the way yeah. you know, for four miles into this lake. But, um, but I do like the satchel, and I do like the boxes just kind of banging around in the, yep. in the satchel.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, hey, the final thing that we want to talk about today are what are some lessons that we've learned about fly storage? Just, just kind of general things that maybe have influenced the way that you store flies. Maybe that are the reasons for doing what you do, things we've already talked about. Anything come to mind, lessons you've learned about fly storage? On a meta level, uh,
1: fly storage for me is all about functionality and just the pain that I've had of being on a river and having the wrong, for example, caddis flies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Wrong color. Yep. And so on a meta level, that for me is a big issue is making sure when I go to an area mm-hmm. that I have the flies that are organic, endemic to that yep. area. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't need to carry everything in my, you know, in my satchel or it doesn't all have to be with me. Right. And so, um, I think it's just being more specific about the rivers that I fish and making yeah. sure I have what I need for that river. Okay. Cuz you mean, and I because you and I fish multiple rivers, oh yeah, we do. lakes and multiple different,
0: you know, ecosystems. Yeah. That makes sense. Something I do is I really try to keep patterns and sizes together. Otherwise you won't know what you have when you run out and it would be frustrating to lose your last size 18 parachute atoms and then find one later hidden by a big hopper pattern or in your nymph box yeah that's true it sounds pretty simple and intuitive but uh yeah rather than having uh you know just your flies in there at random i mean have all your atoms together and kind of group them by size so here's your here's your 18s here's your your 20s or here's your 14s and and then, then you can see what you have. You know when you need to, to reload, you, and you know, they're, they're easy to find. Uh, I'd say related to this, I've, I've learned I have to discipline myself to put my flies away when I'm done with them because I get so anxious to fish, and I'm going to change flies because this pattern isn't working, and I'm going to try something else, or, or there's a hatch happening, and uh, I'll sometimes get so anxious that I take a fly off and I hook it to the Velcro in my vest or or I'll put it in the wrong fly box and and it costs time and confusion later. Related to that
1: is the idea of a waterproof fly box. Um, If you take a spill or the water goes up and and touches your fly box or you know overruns your weight, whatever, and you don't dry those flies Mm -hmm. out. I've actually come back and I've had rusted hooks um, this was many years ago until yep. so I basically said, "Okay, this is silly. I've paid two dollars for this fly, yeah. or whatever it cost me uh, f- to purchase the fly, and now I've got they're rusted." And and so just I think being careful yep. to take care of it, yeah. Um, and so that means preparing in the off season. It means organization. As much as I, you know, tend not to uh, yeah. be bent towards that, but. I, it, I've, it, you know, just how I fish and wanting to catch fish has driven me to be more organized.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you, the fish, trout don't know that you're using that sage rod that you have. They're, they're just seeing the, the fly. And if you can't find the right fly and, you have know, the hook's rusted, and, you know, all kinds of other problems because you haven't organized your box, doesn't do a lot of good. Hey, one more lesson I learned kind of the hard way. Uh, when when you go to a fly shop and buy flies uh, most fly shops will put them in one of those little thin disposable plastic containers yeah
1: those round containers
0: yeah and, and they have a little plastic lid well uh, sometimes I've gotten lazy and I just you know, I don't want to take the time to have to take them out put them in my normal fly box so I I just throw them in my vest well then they get pressed or crushed and the lid pops off and your flies are scattered. You've got the toss salad thing going on, and <laughs> and those flies are just waiting to prick your finger. Yeah. So uh, uh, now sometimes fly shops will use those uh, small hard plastic containers, look more like a, what a chewing tobacco size container, and and you know th- those are okay. Sometimes I'll use those for a handful of patterns that I want to have handy for a, a particular stream or river. I've done that with hopper patterns, but but otherwise, you, you want to make sure you transfer the flies you purchase out of those uh, you know, cheap, flimsy containers and into your fly box. Well, it's time now for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a helpful comment from our friend Michael Wiley in New Mexico. He makes a great point about times when you have to set the hook a bit more slowly. And this was good for me to hear because I, I tend to think that I am not quick enough. But he says sometimes you're too quick. Uh, this is what he writes. Being cold-blooded, the water temperature changes how the trout strike. Although they make deliberate strikes, it is often in a slower motion in the cold waters. Wait for the fish to get turned before setting the hook. Just that subtle pause will result in hooking up. Boy, that's great. It really is. That's a good insight. That's a great insight. Yeah, one that I need to to think about when we, yeah, maybe in in fall fishing or or even in spring fishing when the water is still colder and and the fish are maybe a little bit more sluggish. Well that's gonna do it for today. How do you organize your fly box or your fly boxes? Go to twoguysinarever.com and comment on this podcast link. What tips do you have for simplifying the storage and retrieval of the flies you carry? You can find Two Guys in a River Pretty much everywhere, Instagram,
1: Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher. And, of course, you can visit our website, com. We publish a new episode and a new article each week on our website.
0: Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.